0: Welcome, once again, nerds, to the Nerd News. I, as usual, am generally nerdy, and this week in the news. In the music section, we have the bloodiest live show you've ever seen is about to hit the road again. The tech world is being tossed upside down and forced to take sides in gaming and tech. DC writer returns to DC for one of the biggest books on the roster. In TV news, we have Bruce Lee getting long overdue acknowledgment. In movies, a strike update that I think is very interesting. And in rumors, Wolverine's future with the MCU just got a little bit more interesting. All of that and honestly, a bunch more, so let's get into it. All right, nerds, uh, we have some housekeeping to get out of the way this weekend marks the 18th of August, which means Mortal Kombat 1 is launching, which also means there's going to be at least one, probably multiple, live streams on the main channel. So if you have not yet found me on the YouTubes, if you're listening on one of the audio outlets, then uh, now is your chance. If you want to see some early Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay, we're going to try and break it down, see the changes since the pre-beta, the stress test, if you will. All that that stuff will be happening this weekend, so if you have yet to subscribe, definitely go find Generally Nerdy on the YouTubes, or if you're just finding me now for the first time, uh, live is a thing, and th- this weekend is going to be Mortal Kombat 1, uh, so that, that that's, that's definitely something to look forward to uh, as far as regular live weekend broadcasts still in the air. I will keep uh, updating you every week until that changes. Um, And then uh, everything else for the next week, no real housekeeping housekeeping to get out of the way for that. So, let's get into the news. So, music section, we finally have new music from former Atreyu vocalist Alex Varkatsis, as well as touring news from GWAR, And Gorgoroth is in the news, in the regular old news, for, oh, very interesting reasons. So let's get into the music section, shall we? there are no follow-ups or corrections once again this week but we do have another boatload of new music so let's jump into that shall we Uh, first up in new music Keanu Reeves band Dogstar has released another single from their forthcoming record Uh, new single is called Breach new album is coming out October 6th Uh, it's called Somewhere Between the Power Lines and the Palm Trees Uh, this is uh, I was hoping there would be some sort of change Uh, maybe the Last single was just the single and this is something a little bit more indicative of the style which that second part's right This is definitely indicative of the style not more so than the first single though Because still just some really solid 90s alt rock which that statement is just as dated as it sounds Um, not bad just not anything to write home about necessarily. Solid radio rock, I'm sure their target audience is going to eat this up. I just don't know that it's going to win over any new target audience. Then we've got Dead Icarus has released their first single. Uh, The name of the song is Sellout. This is, if you do not remember, the name of the band that Alex Varkatsis started once he left Atreyu. So this is the other side of the Atreyu split. This song is good and heavy and very, very metalcore. And I think this is the side of the split I'm going with. I still love the stuff that Atreyu has been doing since Alex left, but... I think I like this Dead Icarus stuff much, much more. Uh, if you like the heavier side of Atreyu, then this is going to be for you. If you're curious as to what metalcore is, then this is going to be for you. This is solidly produced, solidly performed. Uh, I think there are some interesting sections for his voice and when he goes into the melodic parts. Uh, Alex definitely was a lot stronger when he had Brandon to help him with the melodic parts. Not that he can't do melody, it's just he's much better at the abrasive, screamy vocals. So uh, either way, definite hardcore recommend for this new Dead Icarus track sellout. Next up is a new single from Lacey Sturm, formerly of Flyleaf, kinda sorta back with Flyleaf, but this is not a Flyleaf track, this is a solo track featuring Lindsay Sterling. Kind of forgot Lindsay Sterling was doing things still, honestly. Not to throw shade necessarily, but just not on my radar for whatever reason. So, uh, this is a pretty solid song as far as production goes. Lacey's voice is always amazing. Lindsay's playing is always fantastic. But therein lies my one critique for this. I feel like Lindsay really gets buried in the mix. Her violin just does not stand out in this mix. The, the gain is just way too low. Uh, when you're featuring a violin player, maybe bring the violin up in the mix a little bit to match the vocals, since that's your featured artist. Uh, either way, solid song, great production, aside from that one critique. And uh, just go check it out, absolutely. Lacey Sturm, uh, the name of the song, I don't know why I didn't go this way, uh, It's called Breathe With Me. Sorry it took me a second to get to that part. Then we're talking about new single from Otep off of her new record, The God Slayer, out September fifteenth. The name of this track is Ostracized, and this is the first original track that she's released from this album. Previously, we talked about the Billie Eilish cover and how it was pretty interesting and well well done. Uh, this track. Definitely still pretty well produced. There is some issues as far as like Otep's voice goes. Uh, production on the instrumentation is exactly what you would expect out of metal core, new metal, however you wanna subgenre Otep. Um, but they're, they're, so Otap has kind of three styles of vocal. She has, uh, accent vocal. She has her main melodic vocal, which is usually the same kind of mix as like her rappy vocal. So I count them as the same. And then she has the, her abrasive scream vocals, uh, that are the focus when she's doing them. Um this does not acknowledge that third vocal this only acknowledges the first two the main melodic and hip-hop elements as well as the accent vocal which is kind of a scream but it's not the same delivery that she gives for it and it's definitely mixed the same for her it just it was pretty underwhelming in that regard uh otherwise pretty damn good i'm i'm i this is a moderate recommend it's not i'm not apprehensive but it's like it's not winning over any new fans or anything but still go check out the new otep track won't you then let's talk about the new dotry single it's called artificial uh he was quoted in an interview recently saying that this new single is kind of a return to his roots if you will uh which not entirely sure exactly what that means because as far as i know his roots are like contemporary alternative, Uh, but then that's kind of what this is, I guess. This is a little bit more aggressive than I expected considering that quote. There's not any real standout moments of this track though, save for a very brief bridge at the end where it's kind of a taste of what could have been. You get a little bit more aggressive vocal as well as more aggressive instrumentation, and that is very, very interesting. The rest of this track feels very, very active rock, radio, uh, the octane core kind of stuff. So not terrible, very well produced. He always works with good producers, but uh, just not standout track necessarily. So if you like Daughtry, you'll like this. If you like heavy music, even slightly, you'll probably have an appreciation for this. But again, not winning over any new listeners. Next is an artist that uh, we don't, haven't really talked about on this uh, channel before, I don't think. Uh, artist name is Ashiniko. The name of the track is Cheerleader. Uh, believe it or not, I am a little bit of a fan of Ashiniko. I really dig a fair amount of her stuff. I've listened to quite a bit of it at this point. And uh, so this new track, Cheerleader, it's kind of more of the same standout stuff. I don't know exactly what the subgenre would be. Uh, female, modern hip hop uh something i don't know but if we want modern rap i guess would probably be slightly more appropriate but whatever it's good <laughs> uh, production on her stuff is always top notch i don't know if she produces herself or if she has like a uh, friend that is her producer or something along those lines i'm not that well versed in ash and nico but if you're looking for something a little bit uh off the beaten path as far as like pop style music goes with kind of a more edgy rap kind of sound, then look no further. Ash and Eco's good stuff. Go check out Cheerleader. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show you what she's all about for sure, lyrically, production-wise, and just performance-wise in general. Next up is a band that I found through the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> uh, partially, we're, we're talking about the, these guys because of the guest vocal on here, Phil Bozeman. Uh, the name of the band is Torn Soul. The name of the track is Unearthed. And once again, featuring Phil Bozeman from Whitechapel. I am a huge whitechapel fan so i was very intrigued when i saw him in the thumbnail and uh, name dropped in the title of the video so i checked it out solid deathcore from some kids who really seem to understand the genre and not just that this is not just like middle grade deathcore this is a bunch of kids who are trying something a little bit different adding some more melody into a genre that doesn't really have much uh, and I, it's kind of awesome. The lead guitar track in this song, especially once you get to the solo and then from that point to the end of the song, is really stand out in a genre of very talented musicians. I feel like these kids really f- have figured out a way to set themselves apart, so absolutely wholehearted recommend this new torn apart track, uh, uh torn soul, I'm sorry, torn soul track, Unearthed speaking of death court we have another new track from russia's forgotten sons slaughter to prevail this is from their forthcoming new record which doesn't have a name or a release date or anything yet but we have a first single and i'm here for it it's called viking uh this is not what i was expecting when i found out that they had lost the their second guitar there i guess potentially their lead guitar i don't know how the balance acts but Uh, They lost one of their two guitar players since they recorded their last record. So generally, the expectation when something like that happens is things are going to get a little less intricate, maybe even stepping back from the heavy a bit. And maybe that first piece is accurate. They probably did step back on the intricate guitar pieces a bit but definitely stepped up the heavy in response because, wow, I was not expecting this to be this balls out heavy. Just crazy, crazy good stuff from Slaughter to Prevail. Very excited about this new record. If you are curious as to standout acts in the deathcore subgenre, this is a band to keep your eye on. And this is a great song to start with. And then very much switching gears in a completely different genre once again. We're going with this new uh, track that's kind of gone viral, gone a little crazy across the internet because of reasons. Uh, Oliver Anthony is the name of the artist. The name of the song is Rich Men North of Richmond. Uh, This is more Americana outlaw country, if you will. Uh, I hate hate that title for this kind of music it's americana this is uh, music of the middle class this is the kind of stuff that uh your grandparents listened to when they were out working whatever uh, manual labor jobs that they were working or at this point your great grandparents depending on your age if you're a younger millennial elder gen Zer, then it was probably your great grandparents who would have listened to stuff like this Um, and that doesn't degrade the quality of it because it is an older style of music. That actually kind of elevates it in a lot of ways and this guy is doing the thing that I wish that Tyler Childers had continued to do. Uh, So he is very early in his career so maybe he will take a more production side uh, turn like Childers did Uh, but this is like thematically and and just the, the content of the lyrics is absolutely speaks to many 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 people and he's a hell of a player too he's definitely not as good as childers when it comes to playing the guitar but when it comes to turning a phrase and writing a lyric man he knows probably equally as well how to do that as tyler childers so a man to keep your eye on and a song to check out. There are a bunch of others of his songs that are out that are worth listening to, but we're talking about this one specifically because it's kind of the big one so I couldn't resist. All right, that brings us into the tours and festivals portion of the music section. Uh, so starting things off, we have Dragon Force have announced their next North American tour. They will be getting support from Amaranth, uh, Nana War of Steel and Edge of Paradise don't know who those uh, those second two bands are. Uh, Nano War of Steel and Edge of Paradise. Never heard of them. Uh, the, the tour though starts October 20th in Mesa, Arizona. It runs through November 19th in Los Angeles, California. And tickets, I would imagine, are going on sale soon. Though I didn't find a link doing my research. So before we publish, hopefully I'll have a, a link for you. Otherwise, just go to the Dragon Force website and you'll probably be able to get them from there. Uh, next up is the one that we teased in the uh, intro for the tr- for the main section, main show, and that is. Gw- War! Gore! The band, the bloodiest band in the world, in the galaxy, even. Gore has announced that they are going on a North American tour called The Age of Imbeciles Tour. Uh, It is going to be supported by Negative Approach, X-Cops, and Cancer Christ. Uh, Haven't heard of X-Cops and only heard of Cancer Christ, but Negative Approach is not bad, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, Starts October 11th in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Uh, Runs through October 30th in Orlando, Florida. Fairly limited tour dates. Tickets, as of filming this episode, are not on sale yet. Though hopefully, once again, I will be able to find a pre-sale link for you, uh, because pre-sale starts when this should be posted, and that is Wednesday, the sixteenth. Uh, and then the regular tickets go on sale on Friday, the I believe it's the nineteenth. So. Uh, definitely uh, check that out. Gore going on, con- on tour is always a b- beautiful thing. <laughs> and that's what we have for the tour section. And that brings us into regular-ass news. In regular-ass news, we have uh, Gorgoroth. Uh, the, one of the OG black metal bands, Gorgoroth, their guitar player and founding member, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Infernus... Infernus was attacked after their performance at Beyond the Gates Festival in Norway uh, just this last week. And I say attacked to the point where he is in a hospital. Uh, He is in in stable condition. He's tweeting and he's definitely communicating with the press, Uh, but it took a couple of days. He was attacked after a show, he didn't give any specifics in his update, and didn't say exactly what his injuries were, but he did have to undergo surgery. What kind of surgery, again, has been left undisclosed, but he is doing better, and he commends his bandmates for continuing with their touring obligations, like you should if you are a working uh, uh, musician. You kind of have to do these things even when tragedy strikes, and they haven't missed a beat so so far so good and if there is any sort of significant update for this then we will be talking about again otherwise we're just going to assume that things are going to go as planned and we won't have to touch on this one again unless it's like a hate crime or like some weird like socialist person decided that they didn't like well i don't know i have nothing but (laughs) that's what we got for our regular ass news Which only leaves suggestions for this episode. Suggestion this week for music is Mastodon's Leviathan. Uh, This is the record that kind of put them on the map. It's definitely not their first record. First record being Remission, and then they have a self-released one before that even. But Leviathan is the one that they released uh, back in 2004 on Relapse. This is the Moby Dick record, and I mean, just, pure prog metal brilliance i that i feel like they've kind of been living up to this for some time and hitting the mark by and large some some of their stuff has kind of come in a little bit underneath it but really not by much and when this is your standard for great i mean just a little bit below that is still pretty freaking amazing so absolutely your recommendation this week for music is mastodon's leviathan go check it out And then, gaming and tech is where we go next. In gaming and tech, we have Netflix testing out some new stuff for their gaming side. Uh, We also have Quake 2, magically appeared and everybody's playing it now, we'll talk about that, as well as some interesting stuff going on with Linus Media Group and Linus Tech Tips, slightly more specifically. So, yeah, let's talk about all this. Uh, in follow-ups and corrections, that's where we're going to spend most of our time for this episode, we're going to come out the gate with that Netflix bit. Uh, Netflix is in fact uh, testing more of their game streaming service. Uh, this is interesting in that it is only in Canada and uh, limited to Canada and Poland. Uh, and you have to, it's very specific even from those two countries. You have to have a certain smart TV. You can't be going over Apple because the, 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 you don't do cloud gaming through the iStore for whatever reason. Um, and I think that was basically it. You can do this on a computer as well if you're in those two countries, Uh, but the interesting thing is if you're on a smart TV and you have a smartphone it would seem or a tablet of some sort at the very least Uh, then you download an app and your phone slash tablet or whatever smart device you're using becomes your controller so up until now you've only been able to play Netflix games on PC Uh, so this is expanding on that and that's this new beta test and that's really freaking interesting uh, the games that they're going, that they're testing right now are, uh, Asphalt Extreme Off-Road Racing, uh, Bowling Ballers, This is a True Story, Stranger Things 1984, and Stranger Things 3, The Game. Uh, eventually it will be doing its own, their own games, but right now it's just those. And yeah, that's, that's such an interesting, your phone as a controller for your TV, As far as gaming goes, obviously. Wirelessly, cloud streaming, all of that, just very interested to see the results of this test. From there, let's talk about this uh, YouTube stuff that's going on a little bit. I know we haven't, it wasn't in the intro for anything yet, but here we are, YouTube. Uh, So, YouTube is shutting off links in shorts. You can no longer link to anything in shorts. As of August 31st, it will be uh, system-wide, every sh- YouTube short will no longer be allowed to link out to anything because this is a way that they're combating sp- or trying to combat spam. Uh, the very much remains to be seen if this will be at all successful. Uh, though the they do have things they're going to implement as a replacement for linking out from your video and those will not be fully rolled out until the end of September. So it's going to take them a month to, it's going to take them about a month and a Have to get this all rolling in the way they want it to go. Um, Very much remains to be seen how well this is going to work and some of the things that they are going to be putting in place aside from links is you're going to link back to your main page and then on your main page you can link out to certain specific things like socials, your personal website, uh, stuff like that. But uh, some sort of approval process seems to be in order here and that has not yet been made clear. So we'll be keeping an eye on this as it develops. But right now that's all they're really making known. So uh, continuing from there, uh, speaking of things changing as far as uh, uh, malicious players are concerned, Xbox is uh, updating their terms of service and their community standards uh, policies when it comes to suspending players on their service. Uh, so new policy is they're they're trying to be transparent, quote unquote. New policy is eight strikes and you're out, which seems really weird. But uh, there are steps before you get to completely out. So once you hit, it, it's it's community stuff. So if you are if you if you are uh, a typical Call of Duty player f- player from like the early 2000s, then you're probably going to get banned pretty quick because it goes off of uh, community reporting. So that's a little bit of a slippery slope, so hopefully they are able to navigate that well. But if you get reported and the report is found to be uh, uh, viable, then you get a strike. And once you hit two strikes, you are banned from the service for a day. Uh, th- the time frame for these it has not been made clear yet either. So once you hit two strikes, that's a day ban. Once you hit four strikes, that is a week ban. And once you hit eight strikes, that is a year ban. You are a banned from using the Xbox Live service uh, in any social way, so multiplayer, uh, community boards, anything that involves you interacting with other people and not just purchasing DLC or in-game things, uh, then you are cut off for a year. if you there again there is no time frame that they have made very public uh, as far as how close together these strikes are if is is it strikes within a three-month period is it strikes within a six-month period is it strikes just any strike ever like you get a strike and then 10 years later you get two more strikes and then you're banned that does that how that works so yeah if if we can get more out of this then we will and we'll be keeping in tabs on it as much as we can but that's all we got right now so let's move to our final piece for follow-ups in gaming and tech uh mortal kombat 1 emails should be going out very very soon if you have reserved your copy of mortal kombat 1 you should be getting the uh the beta test email soon with your download code so you can download the beta Partake in the beta this weekend because once again, it begins on the 18th and Yeah, uh, I'm super excited Uh, Like I said in the intro to the episode we will be doing some live streams with the beta so if you were not able to pre-order if you are still Uh, potentially on the fence as to whether or not you want to pre-order join me this weekend it will be late night because i do have a day job uh, which is part of the reason why we're having issues scheduling our regular weekend streams but there there will be some late night mortal Kombat 1 streams you can count on it that's what we got for follow-ups and corrections though From there we're moving into trailers and uh, there's a pretty big piece in trailers this week. Uh, Actually kind of both of the trailers we got are pretty big news. First up, The Last Ronin is officially coming to be a thing. Uh, At the very least, it's going to be a PlayStation 5 game. I'm hoping that it is cross-platform, and I just was only able to find the Sony announcement for it. Uh, But there is a trailer for The Last Ronin. We talked about this previously when it was a rumor, so rumor confirmed. I can't remember, uh, uh, I don't remember what likelihood I gave it. I'm pretty sure it was fairly high, because usually gaming rumors are pretty likely when I get them from the sources I get them from. Uh, So yeah, The Last Ronin, it's a very brief teaser announcement trailer, uh, so no gameplay or anything like that. So we are very likely still a good while away from launch of this game, but it's happening. Uh, There is one point of caution with this because uh, THQ Nordic is the publisher of this but the producer the, the 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 studio that is going to be developing the game is a studio called black forest and black forest has very little experience doing a game from the ground up by and large black forest has been uh, a helping studio that has helped with other pro uh, other ip but never have the, at least to my knowledge have they created a brand new ip from scratch so uh the little bit cautious about my excitement about this but man uh ninja the 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 last ronin is so is so iconic even at this point like I'm very excited even with that little bit of trepidation so that's the first one the second one is also a confirmation of a gaming rumor again I'm pretty sure I gave this one pretty high likelihood uh, Quake 2 officially launched it is available for download right now go check out the trailer that you get so much in this and it's like 11 bucks to purchase this uh, remastered version of Quake 2. Uh, you get the original game, you get the both of the expansions, you get the Quake 2 uh, 64, so the Nintendo 64 version of the game, plus you get a brand new expansion that's never been played before. Uh, they just created it for this remastered version, plus all of the multiplayer maps and everything and, and so on and so forth. So, super, super awesome. Uh, yeah. Confirmation. The trailer looks, I mean, it looks a little dated because they didn't uh, completely remake the game. They just upgraded. So you have 4K and you have 120 freaking frames per second. This is how you do a basic remaster. Come on, Rockstar, take notes. (laughs) From there, we have a piece, uh, a couple pieces of regular ass news and not even gonna bury the lead on this one. We're jumping right out the gate with this Linus Tech Tips and Gamers Nexus battle. Uh, I, I think that's very unfair to what Gamers Nexus is doing, but the long and the short of it, the TLDR, if you will, uh, basically uh, the community and, and Linus Media Group has been kind of mixed as far as how they've dealt with it. this, But for some time now, the community has noticed some errors in Linus's and in, in the LMG testing uh, 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 protocols, and the way they present their test findings is confusing at times. Uh, if you want, there is a video linked from Gamers Nexus. Actually, two videos linked from Gamers Nexus, going into great detail with this. So, if you want the the very long and short of it, then click both of those links because there's the original video and then the response to the response. Um, but yeah, basically there's been some some questionable things there. Uh, they made a comment in a recent uh, tour video of their labs uh, warehouse saying that they do things to a certain standard that is higher than basically everyone else and to which the, com- the community went. All right, so... Put the brakes on there, big guy, because we've been, we've got these things that we have issues with. And then it's a little bit even more than that. Uh, because they, they, they just some of their their reviews have been brought into question because of this, uh, some of their review tactics have been brought into question, and some of their their business tactics have been brought into question because very specifically, which is the kind of the key point in a lot of this, at least for LMG, they, fo- they hyper-focused on this, so uh, they got a water cooling system, a brass water cooling system from an upstart company that was, I'm sure, was a little pricey, but but if you were looking for something like that, you're probably expecting to pay a fair amount of money. Uh, and they, they did it for a GPU, they did it for the 4090, and it was m- developed for the 3090, the, the AMD, the uh, 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 Intel, I can't remember the, 3090, whatever, uh, sorry, I, I know I'm, I'm criticizing somebody for not getting details right, and then I'm forgetting details, but my details are less sp- are less important. The important part is they didn't do it for the right GPU. They had to kind of jerry-rig it to get it to fit the 4090. And it didn't perform as it should because it wasn't on the 4090. And so they gave it a poor review. And instead of returning it to this upstart company that I believe is a company that's run by two or three individuals, a very, very small company, especially when compared to LMG, uh, instead of returning it, they auctioned it off. And they're very specific to make sure that the community knows, we didn't sell this thing that wasn't ours, we auctioned this thing that wasn't ours. Um, so yeah, very very strange delineation between, like at, at the end of the day, you still, Gave away a thing that was not yours. Whether or not you received the money for it is irrelevant because it wasn't yours to give away. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, I, I probably have rambled a little bit too much about this. It's a very interesting back and forth. It is not a battle. I don't. I don't see what Gamers Nexus did as picking a fight necessarily. I see what Gamers Nexus did as something that anyone in any community should do when somebody gets really big in that community and starts making these very bold claims. Like, you, you kind of hold their toes to the fire because when you get to a certain level, you should be able to handle having your toes held to the fire. And if you can't, then maybe there's some personal evaluation, some corporate evaluation even that needs to be happening. And that's what Gamers Nexus was doing, was just kind of letting them know that they're not as great and as gold as they think they are. And, you know, there's certain things that you can do better. And here's how we think you can do them better. No necessarily, uh, I mean, maybe towards certain points in that video, maybe there was a little bit of malice intended. But oh, by and large, the broad strokes of it was just keeping the community honest and helpful for consumers much like myself so uh yeah it's not really a battle it's just gamers nexus trying to be honest and 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 constructive criticism and then linus media group did not respond well and so gamers nexus kind of uh uh started taking off the kid gloves a little bit in that second video but still i feel like considering the situation and the way that lmg responded it kind of makes sense that they would get slightly more hostile in their next response, but still being rather tame in, in my eyes. So I, again, rambled way too much. Let's move on. Shall we? (laughs) Other thing in regular ass news is a gaming bit and it's going to be real brief. Uh, we got a, an update for, I guess this could have gone in, uh, ups but whatever it's fall guys. Uh, they're getting Ninja turtle skins in the fall guys store. Uh, the Ninja Turtles crossover, uh, is happening August 17th through August 31st because, I mean, everybody has a Ninja Turtles crossover now, so why not Fall Guys as well? <laughs> it's kinda cool looking, like, I dig it, but... it's a, also quite silly. But from there, that's all we got for regular-ass news. And that leaves us, uh, just suggestions! So, suggestion this week for gaming and tech is a tech suggestion. I'm going, it's just, I really suggest if you are a tech involved, then you know LMG, you know Linus Tech Tips, you know that they pride themselves on being a very reputable uh, source for information for consumers. And so go check out the Gamer's Nexus video. Hopefully there will be a response video from LMG very soon, uh, but the Gamer's Nexus video is linked down low, uh, as well as the response to their text response in the—it's uh, some sort of forum. I don't know what forum they responded in. Probably the LMG forum, I would imagine. But uh, yeah, that is your, your suggestion this week in gaming and tech is just to inform yourself on this back and forth. All right, we now have comic books and books to talk about. No books necessarily, but we do have Batman, and a very interesting movie franchise is getting a comic book adaptation that (laughs) really makes no sense. So let's get into all of this news. Uh, So first up, we have Batman Offworld is a new Batman book. This marks the return of Jason Aaron to the DC fold. Uh, he will be returning uh, to write a new Batman miniseries, which is Offworld. Uh, which will follow uh, young Dark Knight making his first journey into the cosmos, which is pretty freaking awesome. The series will be illustrated by Doug Mankey and Jamie Mendoza and will launch Tuesday, November 21st. The art for this, going off of the little bit that they've uh, released for previews, is pretty dang cool. Very intrigued by this. I'm honestly not super well-versed in Jason Aaron, so... This is the first time he's written for DC since, I believe, 2008, which is significant. So hopefully there's a reason they brought back somebody from that time period. Because, you know, comics were still selling at that point. Uh, But uh, that's all we got really for that. So let's talk now about... Basic Instinct is getting a comic. Really? Basic... Basic Instinct, the Sharon Stone movie from the 90s, Basic Instinct, is getting a comic book? Why? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, Sumerian Comics has announced that they will be teaming with artist Vanessa Del Rey. And the author, I don't know who's writing this. Someone at Sumerian Records. Uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't, I don't think it was in the article even, but the artist is uh, Vanessa Del Rey. Maybe she's writing it as well, I don't know. But (laughs) the basic instinct, what an interesting choice. This is where I hand it off to you and say, uh, (laughs) Qua, are you interested in such a thing? Is there a reading audience for this? Because I think this is is kind of part of the larger conversation of the issues with uh, the comic book industry as it stands right now, is they're making books for an audience that doesn't exist. Um, maybe there is an audience for this book specifically. I don't know who that would be. I don't know any of the community that would read a movie adaptation of this style. Like, obviously, the adaptation of William Gibson's Alien 3, that makes a lot of sense because that's kind of a big thing in the community. Uh, and and certain other things, uh, the Berserk thing, I guess, is kind of in reverse because they're making it into a movie now. Uh, and, and there have been a number of other examples of this, but like... Uh, like an erotic thriller is getting... Like, I just don't understand this choice. And then this is going to be when, when, when it doesn't sell any issues... Uh, this is going to be another example of well we we did this really awesome book and nobody read it so it, people just don't want to read comic books and and that's kind of uh, mislabeling the issue much like the, uh, the the superhero movie fatigue over in the movies is that's not the actual issue just because it looks like that to somebody who doesn't understand the community it does not mean that they are right uh, really what this is is the, the comic books and movies alike it's just not stories that anyone in the active, very active community wants to be a part of. They don't want to see the movies that are are coming out in this genre because they're not geared towards them, and they don't want to read comic books like this because they're not geared towards them. It doesn't have to be uh, superheroes and spandex. There's plenty of other comic book stuff there, but I just really don't see how this has an audience big enough to justify making a, a comic book adaptation of a movie that came out in 1993 and is notable for one really big thing, right? All right, so that's what we got for regular S news. There is no other subsections. So let's talk suggestions in comic books and books. And this week's suggestion is another book suggestion. Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card, the classic from 1985. Uh, This book gave me faith in modern science fiction when i read it uh, i believe i was uh, junior sophomore or so in high school just at this and between this and william gibson i was like oh oh so things that have been written since isaac asimov died are actually good and yeah uh, just the 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 struggle of ender and all of the other ender books in the series Ender's Shadow, being my second favorite to Ender's Game, the original, are just stellar. Say what you will about Orson Scott Card's personal politics and and how he conducts himself in his everyday life. Separate the art from the artist and appreciate the amazingness that is the Ender's series. That is your book suggestion for the week. (laughs) So here we are in TV news, and uh, it's gonna be gonna be a quick one. We do have some follow-ups in a style that I honestly try and avoid, but right now we're kind of really reaching for news, as well as some Bruce Lee to talk about and King of the Hill in the news for a very poor reason. So let's do the thing. So uh, follow-ups and corrections. No corrections. We do have a couple follow-ups. First up is Shining Vale. We talked about this when season one was active over on Stars and season 2 is about to come out and we've got some production stills from season 2 that kind of give us an idea of what to expect very like this is this is horror comedy as a series and i didn't honestly didn't think that that could work to this level of great but it really did, like, I, I'm i a bit of a Courtney Cox fan, I'm not gonna lie, but this just kind of works in general. Greg Kinnear's great in it. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember the other big lead in it that everybody knows, but she's also great. Um, and it just looks like we're going to be getting a little bit more of the same, but also a little bit more into the absurd side of it, which. I mean I'm definitely here for so go check out those I've been trying to put them on the screen if you're only listening to this then you gotta go see the video (laughs) Uh, from there though we have one other follow-up and that has to do with American Horror Story since we last spoke of American Horror Story the subtitle for this season has been released because it's been a couple of weeks Uh, it was American Horror Story delicate we got our first uh, character poster from the series and it's featured featuring Emma Roberts and uh yeah oh also of note for this is this is the first season that is not going to be original storytelling from Ryan Murphy so that's noteworthy we'll see how he adapts somebody else's work because the last couple of seasons have kind of been a lot of grasping at straws it's taking chances so Commendations for that, but just not coming through in the follow through at the end. So that's what we got for follow-ups and corrections. Let's get into trailers, if you will. Uh, There is only one trailer, and this is honestly something that I think I could have reported on last week, but I just didn't see it for some reason. It's a new show called House of Lee. It is a Bruce Lee anime series, and that's kind of awesome. It is being executive produced and apparently show ran by Bruce Lee's daughter, Sharon. So yes, that's even more awesome. And just this trailer, it's a a real quick kind of teaser trailer, but still kind of gives you a feel for the animation style and it (laughs) looks great. I am so on board with this. I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. Aside from, you know, more modern revelations about. the the apocryphal nature of his backstory and stuff Uh, but still just a great guy in so many ways as far as like movie making and personal health and fitness and stuff like that he just did a lot of really good things for people and it was was in some of the more fun uh, kung fu movies i've ever watched so bruce lee fan this is a long overdue acknowledgement of his genius i think in a certain way and uh, i'm here for it that's what we got though for trailers uh let's talk about the one piece we have in TV for regular ass news and that sadly is a passing. Uh, The voice of Dale Gribble for King of the Hill, uh, Johnny Hardwick passed this last week at the age of 64. No official cause of death has been given for him uh, and just kind of sucks man Uh, i'm super excited about this reboot series for king of the hill that is coming to hulu uh sometime hopefully soon but with the strikes and now another passing of the cast going to be a little bit difficult so it has yet to be announced whether or not uh, they're going to recast the role of Dale, or if they're going to write him out, probably similarly to how they're doing uh, for Brittany Murphy's character. It was made known, though, that Johnny did record a few episodes uh, before passing, so maybe they can use that and uh, just... Whew, heavy day for the, the fans of The King of the Hill. Heavy day for Johnny Hardwick's family. Uh, just, we're gonna take a moment and appreciate the the greatness that was Dale laugh now lady after a month of eating cockroaches you will be begging for germster a computer uh, uh, i mean a computer i'll be in my think hole mm mm uh, my do. How could you do this to me, Puff Puff? No! My cigarettes! No! (laughs) What are you guys doing? Oh, so you care what we're doing, do you? And he doesn't care. You said you'd be back in a minute, we waited a minute, then we waited another. Then after about a million minutes, I forgot why I was counting. And that brings us into suggestions, which is a horrible way to do it. But this week's suggestion, we're going to go actually kind of multi-tiered. First off, Harley Quinn is happening right now. It's pretty dang funny. I'm appreciating it. Uh, So check that out. That's a suggestion. Also, because of the passing, we also have uh, King of the Hill. If you have Hulu, go watch some King of the Hill and just How was Mike Judge able to just be that prolific in his kind of foreseeing of the future in a way that like his show is still relevant today in no small part due to the character of Dale Gribble. Like he was so instrumental to this cast uh, that he's one of the reasons why it's immortal and that's gonna be your two suggestions this week for TV streaming. brings us into movies we've only got a couple of uh follow-ups this week in movies we're talking writer's strike we're talking sound of freedom and that's about it so let's talk real quick all right it's all follow-ups uh no corrections uh, it's all follow-ups first one is an update on the strike situation uh they have gone into another round of negotiations and that has not come out very well to the score of uh, some of those independent projects, remember we talked last week about how some independent projects that are not uh, currently being represented by the opposition, by the Producers Guild or whatever, uh, I can't remember all of those Abbreviations, but uh, there there have been some projects that have been given the green light by the uh, Writers Guild and the Actors Guild uh, going forward because they're not being represented by that uh, the the other side. Some of those have been uh, not been getting approved since this most recent round of negotiations, because uh, they're 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 not giving approval to projects that were written by WGA members previous to the strike. There are still some uh, exceptions to that rule. Very specifically, A24 projects are still uh, by and large being approved, but basically everything else is not so if it is not already been greenlit it pr- or, uh, approved from the SAG-AFTRA reps or the WGA reps then it is not going to get approved going forward again with some very minor exceptions to that rule so very interesting uh, development in the Rider Strike situation we will be keeping you posted as more things happen so from there let's go to our other piece of follow-up news and that has to do with actually technically some speculation around uh, The Sound of Freedom, the movie that kind of took the world by storm very recently. And it was very cheap to make. Disney turned it down because Disney. And then they got independent uh, funding to put it out. And it's made so many more hundreds of millions of dollars back. And, and yeah, just... Very interesting situation, I'm not gonna get into all the details there, but we do have a new development that the director, writer, producer, uh, uh, his name is Alejandro Monte, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna be able to say that correctly and I apologize, Monteverde, I believe, uh, has been talking about sequel. He wants to explore Haiti and explore uh, a lot of the, uh, the main character, Ballard. He wants to explore the uh, the further-reaching uh, extent of his work in a sequel. So nothing's been greenlit. Obviously, there's there's <laughs> strikes and things going on. So uh, just just speculation and potential there. Just interesting either way. That's what we got for follow-ups and corrections. Though the only thing left is suggestions this week. And suggestion is kind of a different one we're gonna I'm gonna suggest Captain America Civil War because it was on at the gym the other day and I forgot just how much fun that movie really is and and kind of that's the peak of when the MCU was the MCU was really just this beast of a money printing culture-making machine and the I mean like the big the big airport battle in the middle of that just is so much fun and so well choreographed and like all of the special effects look good (laughs) so it's just it's a it's it's a fondness looking back even though it really wasn't that long ago especially in the scheme of movies goes but still feels like longer than it probably should uh it's a great movie go check it out again Captain America Civil War is your suggestion this week. And that only leaves the rumor mill. In this rumor mill, we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about, just probably not gonna go anywhere. We have Doctor Strange 3 is in the rumor mill. We have Harley Quinn uh, live action finding its way into the rumor mill, plus Rainbow Six Siege is a pretty strong rumor we're gonna get to uh, at the very end of this, but uh, That's what we got, so let's get into it. So, new sources for old rumors. Our first one is Avengers Secret Wars. we have a new rumor saying that Hugh Jackman will, in fact, be reprising his role one more time for Wolverine in that movie. Though, to be fair, to be fair, Uh, Very likely we're going to see a whole lot of cameos that are just walk-on bits and then they they do maybe a line of dialogue, and that's about all we're going to get out of them. So probably Hugh Jackman's just going to do that, but that's been the speculation of mine ever since this became speculation. Uh, But this comes from much more reputable sources, so it seems like it is, in fact, lining up to go that way assuming the strikes uh end sometime relatively within the next like year or so uh so yeah that's that's it's it's a new source for an old rumor we're not going to give it an update to the likelihood because it's already pretty likely uh let's get into the juicy bits and that is the new rumors shall we so in new rumors we have Uh, uh, Doctor Strange 3 has apparently been greenlit and not just that, the rumor goes on to detail that uh, it is going to be an adaptation of the Time Runs Out comic written by Jonathan Hickman circa 2014 and it is going to be a direct lead into the Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty Avengers movies, uh, which are set to come out in three and six years respectively so likelihood for this one the the trilogy thing is kind of built into the disney process at this point so we were already expecting this uh assuming nothing crazy happens with the strikes very freaking likely this is going to be a thing so 80 percent likelihood that we will see a doctor strange 3 movie and that those other pieces will also fall in line the time runs out leads into avengers so on and so forth 80% likelihood there. From there, we're going into Witch's Road, which is a new rumored Disney Plus series that is going to be coming uh, tied in with the Scarlet Witch saga, effectively. Uh, So this is going to deal with the Agatha uh, Coven of Chaos series and between Witch's Road and Agatha, we are going to find out, according to this rumor, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, has in fact survived the end of multiverse of madness which seems very strange and how likely is that uh, but uh, this is this is just such a big thing uh oh i apologize the rumor doesn't say it's going to be a series proper it's going to be a special event on disney plus much like the werewolf by midnight i'm sorry i didn't read that correctly Uh, but still that doesn't change any any of the rest of that it's it is not going to feature wanda maximov in uh witch's road nor is she going to be in the agatha uh season one but they are both going to acknowledge her existence in the greater uh, omniverse, if you will. Uh, so again, this just doesn't seem, it seems like a tall order for something that really hasn't been set up at all yet. So, and strikes and things are definitely still a factor here. So for us to be learning about new things that don't have writers and don't really have like showrunners because everybody's on strike seems rather unlikely. Uh, So this, though, does feed into or play off of other previous rumors we've talked about. So we're going to up it just over halfway. We're going to go about 60% likely. We're going to see this, but that's not as strong as maybe it sounds. Uh, From there, we have the live action Harley Quinn rumor. Uh, Rumor has it that Margot Robbie is said to be returning for the role of Harley Quinn in James Gunn's DC Universe. Uh, kind of, again, going along those same lines of previous rumors, having to do with Zachary Levi and uh, Gal Gadot and so on and so forth, returning, and it doesn't seem very likely, Joe Manganiello, also we talked about previously. Um, None of these seem super likely because if you're gonna reboot the universe, then reboot the universe, and you're not gonna bring in a whole bunch of other people. I understand the Peacemaker situation because Peacemaker, he did very insular uh, on purpose, I would imagine, but still, like, beyond the Peacemaker, the stuff the Peacemaker touched directly... Uh, the rest of it seems like grasping at straws. So we're putting this one even slightly lower than the Witch's Road situation. We're going about 55% that Margot Robbie will be returning to that role. She is something of a brand new movie star now, which kind of also plays against it because she's going to be much more expensive to put in movies now that she's made $50 million on Barbie, right? So kind of plays against that rumor. Uh, From there, uh, we have a new rumor on the Nova situation. Previously, we talked about Jared Padalecki, possibly Jensen Ackles, possibly somebody else, playing the role of Nova. Well, this new rumor has it that Nova has in fact been canceled. Kind of. (laughs) Uh, that's That's the headline grabber, right? It hasn't, in fact, been canceled. It's been put on the back burner, if you will. According to the rumor, uh, it will not be made anytime soon. They, uh, they're not going to go into active development for a Nova series or movie. Uh, they're going to keep Nova in their back pockets and then a few years down the road, possibly revisit it. Is the way, the, I mean, is the inference, I guess, that you get from the rumor. Uh, this this seems extremely likely to me right now because of the current situation of, again, strikes and just Marvel's announcements in general. They, they keep saying they're going to cut back, they're going to space their movies out a little bit more, they're not going to give us quite the same overload that we've been getting in years previous. And so a relatively unknown character like Nova, unknown to normies, <laughs> don't hang me in the comments, but a uh, relatively unknown character like Nova it seems like something that they would definitely put to the side for a while until they can set it up in a more proper way, which is honestly a good thing. Uh, that being said, we're looking at about 90% likely that Nova has been put to the backside and we, we won't be seeing it anytime soon. From there, we have more DC rumors. We're just gonna bounce all over the place. Uh, this DC rumor has to do with the air cut of the Suicide Squad. Uh, air cut, if you don't remember, Zack Snyder got the Snyder Cut of his Justice League movie. Uh, David Ayer has been very vocal about the fact that his version of the Suicide Squad is not what was released into theaters. And the version that was released in theaters was very heavily edited by the the production company, uh, Warner Brothers specifically. And his is a much better, uh, much more cathartic ending and, and makes a lot more sense and isn't quite so crazy edited and so on and so forth. So we now have new rumor direct from David Ayer himself, because since he's not the man in charge, he can't make this final decision, uh, that his movie will in fact, be released to some degree., uh, he said that he got word direct from Gunn, that it will uh, that it will get its its time, I believe is how it was phrased. So the slightly vaguely, the slightly vague vocabulary that James Gunn used in David Ayer's quote, seems to not play very well in his favor. There is a possibility that he was just trying to brush him off and get him to be quiet. not super likely, but possible. So that being taken into consideration, and also previously we've heard that it's not going v- through no uncertain terms. The official uh, announcement is that it's not going to happen. uh So that kind of kills it a little bit too. So we're putting this one at about 70%. There is very little reason to doubt David Ayer, but again, he's not the man with the power, so he can't make it happen. So likely that the air cut will be released. Uh, Next, we're moving over to Star Wars. This time we're talking uh, Ahsoka. This rumor, again, is one that we kind of anticipated when Ahsoka was announced as a series. Uh, Obi-Wan is said to be cameoing at some point in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, they've already screwed up the timeline so bad, why not put Obi-Wan in the Ahsoka series? I'm giving this one a 90% because they're they're really doing whatever they can, and since the Obi-Wan series was relatively well received, they're gonna try and tie... relatively, I mean, Taking in, into consideration more recent things that have happened over at Disney, uh, it seems likely that they're going to try and staple him on. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we also get a Luke Skywalker uh, uh, cameo in the Ahsoka series, or, or Darth Vader at least. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking at 90% likely that that's a thing for Ahsoka. And then our final piece of rumor for this episode is Rainbow Six Siege. It's a gaming rumor. Rainbow Six Siege, uh, the game that's been around for a, quite a while, but it's still getting support from its developer, uh, is said to be releasing a Master Chief playable skin uh, in sometime in the near future. Um, this is not a regular source of mine for gaming, but It is a very convincing source, if you will. Honestly, down in the description, I don't usually do this in the rumor mill because rumors are just for conversation, not for analysis necessarily. But uh, there is going to be a link to the tweet that this was made known uh, so that you can see just how convincing this source really is. Um, yeah, 98%. I will be very surprised if we don't see Master Chief. The, the interesting thing about this is going to be, is it going to be an Xbox exclusive, Xbox and PC likely? Or is it going to be universal across all platforms? Because it's also on the PlayStation. So are they gonna bite the bullet and release um, a Microsoft exclusive character to all platforms? Very interesting to see if that happens. Either way, 98% likely that this rumor is legit. And that brings us to the end of the episode, nerds. Thank you very much for joining me. If you appreciate the news and you want to get more, you want to be part of the conversation every time we upload these videos, then by all means, please subscribe and, and, you know, bells and, things happen and there is more to come and and yeah uh, buttons on the screen that you can click i got there's good there's a much larger conversation going on here so you have to join us and do that so don't forget to subscribe click the bell do the things i appreciate your faces nerds before we head out uh, i will see you next time and always always remember that if it's generally nerdy it's probably here